Attention, this just in. Chapter 8, Going Global. Global, throughout the world, refers to expanding one's market beyond the immediate area of production. On Saturday morning, Jessie slept in, and even when she opened her eyes, at 9.05, she still felt tired. How can I wake up tired? She wondered as she buried her face in her pillow and dozed off. Five minutes later, she was awake for real, remembering why she was so tired. Yesterday's lemonade stand had been the hardest work of her life. Face painting, hair braiding, nail polishing. It had sounded like such a good idea. Jesse had been sure that every kid in the neighborhood would line up to buy a cup of lemonade. <clears throat> but that was a problem. Every kid had lined up for lemonade and then wanted face painting and hair braiding and fingernail polishing and toenail polishing. One boy had asked for face paintings on both cheeks, both arms, and his stomach. One girl begged for lots of little braids with ribbons woven in and the nail polishing. They all wanted different colors and decals and it was impossible to get them to sit still long enough for the polish to dry. We're going to run out of lemonade, Megan had said to Jesse at noon as the line stretched all the way to the street. Pour half cups instead of full cups, whispered Jesse. It has to last. Jesse and Megan had each made $24 on lemonade and they'd work eight hours to do it. At the end of the day, they'd agreed a good idea, but not worth it. After breakfast, Jessie pulled out her lockbox and sat on her bed. <clears throat> she kept the box hidden in her closet on a shelf under some sweaters. She kept the key in a plastic box in her desk drawer. The plastic box was disguised to look exactly like a pack of gum. You would never know it was hollow and had a secret sliding panel on its side. Jessie unlocked the box and opened the lid. First, she took out the three torn slips of paper. There was one for value added and one for goodwill. There was also a new one that Jessie had added last night. Profit margin. Sales less all operating costs divided by the number of sales. The result is a ratio. For example, if it costs you $300 to make 100 hats and you sell those hats for $500, the profit margin is 500 minus 300 divided by 100, which equals 2 over 1. Jessie lined up all three scraps of paper on the bed beside her. She wasn't sure why she was saving these words, but she felt like they belonged in her lockbox. Next, she took out her lemonade savings. Every day, Megan had squealed over how much money they'd made. But every day, Jessie had known, it's not enough. It's not going to be enough to win. <clears throat> Jessie counted the money. So far, she had earned $40. It was a lot of money, but it wasn't nearly enough. She still needed to earn $60 more. And today was Saturday. Only two more selling days before she and Evan counted their earnings on Sunday night. How was she going to sell enough lemonade to earn $60 in two days? 
she, she couldn't. That was a problem. No kid could earn $100 in just five days by selling lemonade. The profit margin was too small. She knew because she'd used her calculator to figure it out last night. <clears throat> the numbers said it all. There was no way two girls in one neighborhood could sell 375 cups of lemonade. Nobody wanted that much lemonade, no matter how hot the day was. <clears throat> Jessie looked at the money in her lockbox and the page of calculations on her desk. Any other kid would have quit, but Jessie wasn't a quitter. <clears throat> on good days, Jessie's mom called her persistent. On bad days, she told her she just didn't know when enough was enough. Jessie reached for 10 bright ideas to lighten up your sales. It was on her bedside table right next to Charlotte's web. <clears throat> Jessie's hand hovered. She looked at Wilbur and Fern watching Charlotte hanging by a thread. But this was war. She couldn't stop to read for fun. She grabbed the booklet and opened it up to bright idea number six. An hour later, she had a new scrap of paper stashed in her lockbox and a whole new page of calculations on her desk. <clears throat> Excuse me while I have a little drink of water. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> it might work. It could work. But she and Megan would have to risk everything. Everything they'd earned over the past three days. And Jessie would have to be braver than she had ever been in her whole life. Jessie carried her lockbox and calculations downstairs. She went into the kitchen and pulled down the school directory, scanning the names of all the third grade girls from last year. She knew them all from Evan, from recess, from the lunchroom. Knew who they were, knew their faces, which ones were nice, which ones were not so nice. But she didn't really know any of them. Not enough to call them up. Not enough to say, hey, you want to do something today? Not enough to ask, would you like to have a lemonade stand with me? These girls were going to be her classmates. Jessie felt her face grow hot and her upper lips start to sweat. What was it going to feel like to walk into that classroom on the first day of school and have all those eyes looking at her? Would they stare? Would they tease? Would they ignore her? Even as she said hi, <coughs> Jessie looked at the names, then slammed the directory shut. She couldn't do it. She just wasn't brave enough. Sorry for the interruption, but I needed to clear my throat and get a drink of water. The story will resume in a few moments. Evan walked into the kitchen and grabbed an apple from the fruit bowl. A cloud of fruit flies rose up into the air and settled again. Evan inspected the apple and then bit into it without washing it first. Jessie wanted to say something but held her tongue. She looked at him and thought, It is never going to feel normal not talking to Evan. Hey, she said. Evan raised his apple to her, his mouth too stuffed to talk. So, is Paul coming over today, she asked. Evan shook his head, munching noisily. Well, is anyone coming over? Jessie was curious to see what the enemy was up to today. Yesterday, Evan's smile had told her plenty. He had sold a lot of lemonade. A lot. 
but what was he going to do today? Evan shrugged his shoulders. He swallowed so hard it looked like he was choking down an ocean liner. But you are setting up a stand, right? Asked Jesse. No, I'm good, said Evan, looking closely at his apple. I'm just going to take it easy today. He took another enormous bite and walked out of the kitchen and down the basement stairs. Take it easy? How can he take it easy? You didn't take it easy when you were in the middle of a war, unless... Unless he had already won the war. Could that be possible? It was impossible. There was no way Evan had earned $100 in just three days of selling lemonade. No way. Jesse's mind skittered like one of those long-legged birds on the beach. Had he? Could he? Were her calculations wrong? Was there some other way? Had she overlooked some detail, some trick? Was she missing something? Jesse flipped open the school directory. Maybe he had $100. Maybe he didn't. She couldn't take a chance. She started putting pencil mark pencil check marks next to the names of girls she thought might work out. She'd gone over the list twice when the doorbell rang. It was Megan. I've got a new idea, said Jessie. Aw, not more lemonade, said Megan, sinking into the couch in the family room. I'm tired of selling lemonade. It's just too hot. I practically had sunstroke yesterday, painting all those faces. Oh, we're done with that, said Jessie. No more extra services. Doesn't pay off, but here's an idea. Forget lemonade. Let's go to the 7-Eleven, said Megan. Is Evan home? We could all go. Uh, no, he's not home, said Jessie, eyeing the door to the basement. She needed Megan to be on board with her plan. She needed Megan to make the phone calls. Look, this is great, and we don't need to sell the lemonade. <coughs> Jessie laid out the details. She showed Megan the new scrap of paper. Franchise. The right to sell a company's products and use the company's name and logo in a certain area. Then she showed Megan her page of calculations. At first, Megan buried her head under a pillow, but then she poked her head out like a turtle and started to listen for real. That sounds like a pretty good plan, she said, but is it really going to work? Jessie looked at her calculations. She'd done them twice. It should, she said. I really think it should. She frowned, suddenly not so sure of herself. It's a big upfront investment and a lot of work organizing everybody, but once they're set up, we could just be able to sit back and watch the money roll in. The key is spreading everybody out so there'll be plenty of customers. We'll need at least 10 girls. 15 would be better. Uh, that's the whole fourth grade class, said Megan, looking doubtful. How are we gonna get them to do this? Well, you could phone them all up, said Jessie. She handed Megan the phone directory open to the third grade page. Me, said Megan, why me? Because they know you, said Jesse. They know you, too. Yeah, but they like you. Megan shook her head. Not all those girls are my friends. Even the ones that aren't your friends, they still like you. Everybody likes you, Megan. Megan looked embarrassed. Oh, everybody likes you, too, she said. No, they don't, said Jesse. They really don't. There was an uncomfortable silence between the two girls, and Jesse shrugged her shoulders and said, I don't know why those girls in my class last year didn't like me. I'm hoping this year will be better. Megan tapped her fingers on her knees. You're nervous, huh? About fourth grade, she asked. Jessie thought hard. I'm worried that I won't make any new friends, she said. You know that all the kids will think I'm just some puny second grader and that... She took a deep breath. I don't belong. Megan looked up at the ceiling for a minute. Do you have an index card, she asked. Huh? I need an index card, said Megan. Do you have one? 
Jessie went to the kitchen desk and got an index card. She handed it to Megan. Megan started to write something on the card. What are you doing? asked Jessie. I'm writing a comment card, said Megan. That's something you're going to miss from third grade. We did it every Friday. We each got assigned a person, and you had to write something positive about that person on an index card. Then it got read out loud. She folded up the card and handed it to Jessie. Jessie unfolded the card and read what Megan had written. You're a really nice person and you have good ideas all the time. You're fun to be with and I'm glad you're my friend. Jessie stared at the index card. She kept reading the words over and over. Thanks, she whispered. You can keep it, said Megan. That's what I did. I've got all my comic cards in a basket on my desk. And whenever I'm feeling sad or kind of down on myself, I read through them. They really help me feel better. Jessie folded the index card and put it in her lockbox. She was going to save it forever. It was like having a magic charm. So, how about I make half the phone calls and you make the other half, said Jessie. Okay, said Megan, jumping up from the couch. It was surprising how many almost fourth grade girls had absolutely nothing to do three days before school started. In less than an hour, Jessie and Megan had 13 lemonade franchises signed up for the day. The rest of the day was work, but it was fun. Jesse and Megan attached the old baby carrier to Megan's bike and then rode to the grocery store and spent every penny of their earnings on lemonade mix, 52 cans. They actually bought out the store. The four bags of cans filled the carrier like a boxy baby. They also bought five packages of paper cups. When they got back to Megan's house, Jesse tucked a receipt in her lockbox right next to her comment card. Jesse liked receipts. They were precise and complete. A receipt always told the whole story, right down to the very last penny. Then they tossed construction paper and art supplies into the carrier and started making the rounds. First stop, Sally Knight's house. She was ready for them with a table and a chair, empty pitcher, all set up. Jesse mixed the lemonade. Megan quickly made a lemonade for sale, 75 cents a cup sign, and they left Sally to her business. The deal was that Sally got to keep one third of the profits and Jesse and Megan got to keep the rest. Well, interrupting Kyle, as as always, you're you're right. This is a very, very, very long chapter. So I think we'll just end our episode for today. And tomorrow, Friday, we'll finish this amazing chapter and see what happens next. <laughs>